So where were we? Bit enough. I think Zizek was saying that Deleuze is a a curiosity that bored yuppies read. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he describes this point where is uh, where this uh, guy named Jean-Jacques Le Cirque describes a yuppie reading what is philosophy on the Paris underground and being very confused by it. And then Zizek says, well, how about for a moment that we imagine that the yuppie is very enthusiastic about everything he's reading and what is philosophy and he... He thinks of uh, the communication of effective intensities, like uh, how he writes his uh, his product press releases, publicities, yeah. or uh, the limits of self-contained subjectivity and directly coupling man to machine. Reminds the yuppie of his son's favorite toy, his transformer robot <laughs> that can turn into a car <laughs> or into an anthropoid kind of form, or uh, a number of other things that bring up. Uh, bring up some sort of like uh, points of reference in the yuppie's head the need to reinvent oneself permanently opening oneself up to a multitude of desires that push us to the limit oh this reminds the yuppie of that virtual sex game he's developing he doesn't just want you to like have pleasure on the machine but um, sort of become the machine and push the limits of your sexuality and your human form sort of a, a Zuckerberg robot type yeah. I want to say, though, that his impression of Deleuze seems to have gotten more negative over time. I remember around 1997's Ticklish Subject, he said that Deleuze was one of the three great metaphysicians of the 20th century. Uh, the other one being Heidegger, you can call him a metaphysician or not, uh, Begia, and then Deleuze, right? So that's pretty high praise. Um, as time has gone on, the love affair seems to have soured a little bit. Um, well, he got corrupted by Guattari. Yes. Well, he he made that point even then, which is he was one of the great metaphysicians of the 20th century, but Qatari essentially ruined him uh, by getting him to do bad takes on psychoanalysis and capitalism, which, you know, to be fair, Zizek can be a little possessive of. Yeah, we established that Zizek divided Deleuze into the good one of logic of sense and uh, difference in repetition and the cinema books, and then the bad Deleuze who writes with Guattari and imitates the very thing that it, the multitude is supposed to be deployed in resistance to, which is capitalism. And kind of near the end of this book, he goes even even further on the offensive and suggests that Deleuzean, quote, abstract vitalism, unquote, is more likely to lead to micro-fascisms than it is to uh, liberation. I... I'm not sure about this because he's never affirmed it, but I think that he's getting the basis of this critique from Badiou because Badiou makes exactly the same criticism of Deleuze, characterizing him as a vitalist and vitalist contributed a lot to fascism around the same time period as this was, book was written. Uh, and Zizek was extremely influenced by Badiou at this point, uh, actually to the point of almost being a bit of a disciple of Badiou's before I kind of broke off from him again. So. I'm not even sure this is an original critique to him. He just seems to be parroting that. He brings up Badia a word. number of times. Uh, and, for, right. and for our listeners, that's in a book called The Clamor of Being, if you're interested, by Alain Badiou, which is a, not a critique that professional Delizians take very seriously. And, and what are the reasons to, to, like, um, to deny that, I suppose, as someone who isn't at all uh, versed on the Deleuze? I'll stop 
prefacing everything I say with that, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Well, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't want to start with the rebuttal to it, but trying to. It's so hard to read the end of this book because it's like one paragraph's about a skinhead, the next paragraph is about George Bush, and the next paragraph is about Mark Zuckerberg designing a sex a sex virtuality game, virtual reality game. So I think what he's trying to do is say that Deleuze's goal is sort of a post-capitalist desire, which he's skeptical of, of course, because post-capitalism is even more capitalist. It's a deterritorialized, if we think of global financial institutions and global markets, there are no boundaries. Everything is deterritorialized, which uh, Deleuze speaks of favorably quite often, but decentralized. We could say anarchic. Everything is crossing every boundary. And Zizek sees in here, well, then you're going to get microfascism out of that. Um, and the big problem for me, we could get into the rebuttal, but just a general overview here. The big problem for me is that he's actually totally silent on any of Deleuze's actual critiques of capitalism, on those things that they don't disagree on. So Zizek speaking for what he thinks Deleuzeanism will become is convenient while you're actually ignoring uh, what Deleuze actually thought was the revolutionary potential of of his own thought. I think, though, there is a more interesting angle to this critique that maybe we could talk about because I think it produced a more fruitful discussion, uh, which is, is the kind of underpinning aesthetic outlook uh, in Deleuze and Guattari's thought conducive to global capitalism in the 21st century or to various forms of crypto fascism or neo fascism or whatever, right? Uh, because I don't think that they are. Uh, and I think that he does ignore the fact that Deleuze has all kinds of nasty things to say about capitalism. You know, but he makes the point more expressly uh, in an interview I saw him give where he says, look, you know, if you think about this notion in Deleuze and Guattari that the most essential thing is deterritorialized nomadology, which is basically code for we should extricate ourselves from certain kinds of traditions and embeddedness and be creative, um, create new concepts if you want to think about things uh, in terms of producing philosophy, right? And he says, if you think about the way that global capitalism has always worked, particularly now, a kind of deterritorialized creativity is very much what certain kinds of entrepreneurial figures and a lot of people on the right fetishize, right? You think back to Zuckerberg, right? This kind of hyper-masculine figure for the 21st century who's uh -huh. very creative, doesn't see himself. Well, this is the fetishized Hyper, image, right? Hypermasculine. That's a bad Zuckerberg. example. Zuckerberg's a bad example Probably for, Musk. For, for, for masculine. If you want, if you want somebody different, yeah, Elon Musk, uh, or you could even Make think better. Uh, of Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs, you know, used to say he's not doing this for the money; he's doing it for the art and for the kind of Taoist appreciation of our integration into reality that he gets apparently from the iPad or whatever it happens to be, right? So I think there is a more interesting way of interrogating this question than just asking, you know. Does he just ignore all the nasty stuff that Deleuze and Guattari say about capitalism? Because I think you're absolutely right that he does. Uh, and it's disappointing because I thought there could have been an interesting space for a dialogue there. Could I actually um, bring in like maybe sort of a, a, a layman's uh, kind of drawing back to the the distinction we were making in the last episode between like Lacanian psychoanalysis and Deleuzeanism to pick up on what Matt said? Because I'm thinking about... The, the, the question we were exploring before about like the underlying ontology metaphysics of like Lacanian psychoanalysis versus Deleuzean and I'm a Deleuzeanism or whatever and Guattari. And 
I was kind of talking about how, well, it seems like it's leading to like a similar outcome because it can account for things like desire and uh, creativity. But, you know, in thinking about this sort of like political question about what kind of like social organization, what kind of revolutionary potential is there, you know, uh, like my sort of feeling that I'm having right now is, well, what's important about Lacanian psychoanalysis in my perspective is that it very much highlights sort of like human fallibility and the tendency to let desire drive them astray to, and and I think like you could connect that to things like fascism, um, maybe possibly microfascisms where like desires then pull people towards like sort of some sort of mirage that what they're pursuing is going to lead to something amazing, but really under, uh, but it's really tempting you towards a blind spot because you're like, well, I'm doing this in the, you know, in, in the service of this creative potential potentiality, um, and I think that like maybe sort of a worry that I have is like, well, is could it also be the case that like the difference in outcome is that like maybe Deleuzeanism and that, you know, you guys please correct me and, and uh, where I'm where I'm getting this wrong. It does potentially um, tempt people towards a, f a false kind of confidence in, in, in human possibility um, that I think like Lacanian psychoanalysis is better at dealing with because it focuses on like these failures. And these and, and whereas and maybe that's an answer to the question which I want to ask later. Why are so many Deleuzians seem to be anarchists? Because I like and I guess the the, the because I think it seems like there's a temptation. Something about the way the metaphysics and ontology is described. It's like well, oh, any sort of revolutionary potential is possible because like we have to let desire express itself through all these. I mean, I, mean, I forget the terminology. Um, but I think whereas Lacanian psychoanalysis very much has like these sort of like consistently noticeable like pitfalls that desire falls into um and where it's blind to itself um and, or to like the real and all these things that then i think imply a kind of wariness of certain kinds of political movements because you know that desire is pulling you in all these ways um so i don't know where where is that incorrect <laughs> 